three, two, one. Welcome back to another AT Talks. Not a topic we voted on or, I don't know. It's just a, it's kind of a specialty topic where we're just talking about what's going on in the world. Uh, the world of sports and athletic training is on fire right now. So I brought on, we got Dan, we got Britt, and we got Eli. Um, if you could just quickly, quickly, quickly introduce yourself, I would appreciate it. Uh, my name is Brittany Backhoffen. I'm the athletic trainer at Chaparral High School in Las Vegas, Nevada, secretary for the Nevada Athletic Trainers Association, and the Nevada representative for AT Cares. Uh, I'm Dan Barber. I'm one of the athletic trainers up in uh, Northwest Indiana with Community Hospital, um, outpatient rehabilitation clinic in the morning, and Hebron High School in the afternoons. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> TBD. Uh, and I'm Eli Kassab. I am currently an athletic trainer at Dixie State University in St. George, Utah. And I also work with, uh, do contract work for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athletes um, as well in Vegas and uh, LA area. Do any of you have any sports practices, competitions, rehab programs, anything? Negativo. No, we're, um, so school is still uh, scheduled to go on Monday, so I teach uh, at SHAP as well. So we're planning on going to school as of 2.04 on March 15th, 2020. But um, yeah, we have like cut out all out of state, out of district travel, all sports and activities um, are a no-go right now, but we can pack a classroom with 40 kids and expect them to learn something Monday morning at 7.05. My school's close. Yeah, we, uh, our university just announced that starting Monday, everything's online, nothing's in class. Um, we shut down the weight room, the training room, all, all spring sports, I'm sure like, you know, nationwide, it's all canceled. Um, we're going to reopen um, the, in a week and a half and kind of figure out what, what we're going to do from, from there. But it's a ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our online educations went live. Well, it's going live technically Monday. We were in school on Friday. Um, so we're all online for education stuff. Um, all sports are canceled. And the tentative return date is April 13th. But that's very, very loosely tentative at this point. So, yeah, my um, there's no classes at my high school. They're closed until April, and as of Friday afternoon, the athletic director and the superintendent were still talking if they wanted to allow practices and such. I should find out tomorrow. Now, do we have any concerns? Uh, I don't. But do either of y'all have concerns that this might affect, uh, like your paychecks and how you pay bills and stuff? Um, I'll go first. Um, yeah, so teaching, I'm not super concerned about because that's a salaried position. Um, it's through the school district. Like, I mean, as long as people, I'm assuming, still pay their taxes, um, then we should still be getting a paycheck. But um, after school, um, I'm pretty young. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. Um, so I mean, besides, like, I mean, referees, they probably are getting their butt kicked right now. Um, my dad is a photographer, sports photographer in Dallas. 
And if there's no events going on, like he also doesn't get paid. Um, is, thankfully his wife like is a teacher. So she's, I'm assuming still getting paid, but like if schools aren't in, like he's, he also substitutes, like he doesn't get paid if he doesn't work. Um, so, I mean, it's probably taking, it's probably taking somewhere between like a $1,500 to $2,000 chunk out of my like monthly pay um, until we come back in sports. Um, mm -hmm. My husband's a financial advisor, so, you know, he is still getting paid because he can still work from home, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a little bit tighter over here in the back off and household, but um, I mean, it's, it's not going to be as bad because I, I mean, as a teacher, like I still get paid, but you know, I, most of the other athletic trainers in our area, like if they don't work, they don't get paid. If they, you know, they're not in their stipend anymore at UNLV, like they're, I, I, I said something about a text. I was like, I like, if you need to like, if you need to shower or if you need some toilet paper or if you need somewhere like a meal, like come over. Cause you know, with, we're not paying rents, we're paying mortgage. So the likelihood of them kicking us out is lower, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's uh, frustrating and scary for a lot of ATs, at least in the Vegas area. Eli. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> get after it. Yeah, so I'm a salary position, obviously being contracted at the high school. Um, I'm not super worried, at least at this point in time. Um, I can obviously pick up some more hours, theoretically, in my outpatient rehabilitation clinic. Um, that's probably what's going to happen. I've got a conference call meeting on Monday to figure out for sure um, what we're going to do call. with that. But um, I'm very fortunate in my position, so I'm not extremely worried. Um, others in our system, I think, are a little bit more worried, and I'm worried for them, um, especially those who are PRN part-time um, that don't have a clinical site, per se, from the hospital setting goes. Um, so we'll just have to roll with punches and see what happens. But as of right now, I personally feel pretty confident and pretty comfortable um, with what's going to probably be happening. But I'm definitely concerned about my other colleagues. Yeah, I'm kind of in a, in a similar position. You know, luckily through here where I'm at, we're, we're on the medical model, so we're hired through the hospital. Um, and so we're fairly secure with, with our paychecks um, um, just because it is tied through the hospital, not the university. Um, but I also have friends, like a lot of them in the California area, because that's where I grew up, that I know are basically have been PRN for a number of years, and that's their sole income. And I know they're kind of scrambling right now to kind of figure out, you know, how they're, you know, gonna find work you know because they have they've been some of them have been doing prn work for you know three or four years um and it's just worked out well for them and they kind of continue to do it so i know they're they're kind of struggling and i was almost in that same boat this year i was i was this close to just being like you know what i just want to do prn work this year and thankfully i i didn't go that path because then this would have yeah made it a lot more difficult so i'm kind of with you guys on that one i really feel for for the prn per diem uh, ATs out there for sure. Yeah, I appreciate your guys' feedback on that because I'm seeing a lot of athletic trainers on Twitter uh, with those types of concerns, which is a concern I never would have thought of because I'm salaried and I just assumed a lot more athletic trainers were salaried. And I guess that's not the deal. So 
let's go from negative or positive and what do we plan on doing to fill in all this free time we now have? Video games. <laughs> I play a ton of video games. Like uh, when, when I got the message from, for, uh, like on the Twitter, I was like, I had to get off of, because I'm playing Fallout 4 right now, or replaying through Fallout 4, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I got to get my butt off the couch now and <laughs> be somewhat professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, are, you, are you the one who, who's the Twitch yeah. streamer? Yeah. No, no, that was Aaron. That was Aaron. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did stream with Aaron though, because I have been. I'm a total nerd. I've been playing video games since like, like PC video games, headset, yeah. whole shebang. Like, I mean, I'm in a group text with a bunch of friends of mine, and we're like literally texting each other, like, "Hey, we're jumping online, and we play." Like, I play all kinds of video games, but I have Twitch streamed with Aaron before playing Fortnite. So oh, okay. I'm all about that life. We, we need to get Aaron back on here. He hasn't been on here in a couple of weeks. Dang, he's slacking, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just love anybody. Yeah, and yeah, he's got a he's got a Twitch channel up. So I've been just filling my time up with that, and um, I'm also I, I have a, a side passion for all things finance and investing related. Um, so using my free time to just you know dig into more uh, more in the stock market type stuff. So I've been in that for a number of years now, and just using my downtime to spend more time researching and studying and i don't know yeah, total nerd that's fun for me for some odd reason hey hey eli i put on uh i put on my twitter today how much disney yeah. plus do i need to watch to uh kick start their stock because it, it, <laughs> they're just dying man i know they yeah it, that was a big hype with that disney once disney plus is coming out they're kind of hyping up the stock and it just hasn't hasn't quite uh it, done it, as happened, well as it happened for a few months and with the avengers mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel yeah. and Spider-Man and then the stupid virus gone and killed their stock. And I love Disney. What about you, Dan? What are you doing in your free time? Well, I'm finishing up my DAT, um, which is an online program anyway. So um, I've just been doing homework, really. <laughs> um, yeah, so just doing that. And I did like a whole like movie marathon of just random stuff just to catch up on that. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally meant to watch that movie. Here we go. <laughs> now, yeah. do, do the three of you feel like you have some degree of identity outside of athletic training? Oh, gosh, that was a deep question. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, like, so for, so for me, I mean, I, I, I do now. Uh, I, that, wasn't, that wasn't always the case for me personally. Um, I was very much, I got 100% consumed. Uh, in athletic training and the profession and have devoted a lot of hours like most of us have. Um, but it probably wasn't up until last year and this year where I've actually been able to kind of find a, a balance in between the, the two. And so I think for me, it's kind of uh, been a more recent, uh, recent thing for me that's kind of uh, was lost kind of in the early stages of my, of athletic training, my athletic training career. Yeah, I think teaching has probably helped me with that. Like, I feel like I, like being, I kind of uh, create like two personas, like the athletic trainer, Brittany, and then like, you know, the teacher, Mrs. Backoffin. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of like the nerdier, I guess, side of me. Like, you know, when I come home, I like to game. And um, yeah, I think, I think so. I think I have a pretty solid, well-rounded sort of persona. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was like Eli. The first couple of years of my career, I was pretty much, you know, all athletic training all the time. Um, then I really started getting close to burnout. So I really started kind of focusing more on kind of distancing myself a little bit. Um, so now I'm to the point where basically when I'm not at work, I'm, I don't really consider myself an athletic trainer. I pursue other interests, I pursue other hobbies. Um, most of my close friends are not even medical at all. Um, and I, I mean, it's kind of just randomly how that happened, but it, it kind of works out in a way so that um, we have a lot of other things that we talk about. I mean, obviously just because of the nature of the situation, obviously we're, you know, we're talking more about this now, but outside of a pandemic, we don't really talk much about healthcare in general, unless there's something that we need to talk about with one of us as just close personal friendships. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously an athletic training is big part of who I am, but it doesn't consume my whole, my whole being. I still have an energy an identity outside of that. And I think that's important for everybody to kind of maintain that. Yeah. And, and I only asked that question because like the previous question I asked, I'm seeing a lot of athletic trainers on Twitter. What do I do now? I have all this time. I'm not used to it. All I know is athletic training. I'm not with my kids. And I think this is going to be almost like a, blessing in disguise where it's going to allow these people to take a step back and invest into themselves and see who they are outside of athletic training and see what other passions they like and hobbies that they used to do that they can't do anymore. So I think out of this negative is going to come a real positive, but I'm open the floor to you three. Is there any thoughts, questions you guys have or things are going on in athletic training or in the world? Besides not being able to buy groceries because all the stores are sold out. I <laughs> know, it's crazy. No, but it's funny that you just mentioned that. I just wanted to, like, that's literally what was going through my head kind of as we were answering these questions with exactly what you just said. I, I think this is going to be a really good thing for a lot of athletic trainers to go through because then you kind of run in that situation like, what do I do now? There's play video games all the time. Or like, what else do I do outside of that? And it's a good time to kind of explore, you know, things that you've been interested in and, and and see you know where their other passions lie you know for me i i people are like oh what are you gonna do i'm like i have there's a lot of other things that i can do because i have just other interests so i can always kind of keep myself occupied so i think it'll be really good for people to kind of have this sort of like maybe a little a bit of a break assuming that they all kind of take advantage of it and and, and implement some sort of self-reflection into this period um to kind of you know look at other areas of, of you know interest and things um, I, I want to kind of piggyback off of like, you know, what we can do, you know, with the self-reflection part of it. Um, I hope, um, especially with some the ones of us that are per diem, that we can kind of utilize this to kind of say like, hey, like, this is really why we should be salaried. This is really why, you know, maybe we should reevaluate that contract and say like, is per diem really the best thing for us? You know, do you have a plan? you know, outside of, you know, coming to work like every single day and getting paid hourly. Like, I really hope that this could be like a way to kind of realize and kind of help legitimize us saying like, hey, you know, this could be, this is one reason you're going to lose a lot of employees if, you know, maybe you don't reevaluate our pay structure. Yeah, I think it's, I and especially like for me, like I, you know, again, I mentioned earlier, like I have a passion for all things finance related. And so I, I do help a lot of friends and family out with their, 
you know, personal finances and the money management stuff. And so that just kind of made me think about, you know, hopefully, I know the general population um, isn't necessarily the most, uh, I guess, do, do the smartest things with their money. And I know, you know, like your, your husband being a financial advisor, I'm sure you guys have plans in place, but a lot of people don't. I know I definitely didn't when I was younger. Um, so hopefully that this can kind of, um, for those people that are hey, per diem or not, hopefully it can make them realize that, you know, financially on the finance side of things to, to really make sure they've got some sort of backup emergency savings kind of set aside for, for kind of, you know, such a thing. I think it gets so good for so long and you kind of get in a routine that you're like, that's going to stay like that forever, forever. And you don't plan for anything that kind of disrupts that routine and, um, plan for contingencies. So hopefully. Um, I, I think it might also be a good time for, you know, hopefully uh, maybe a conversation to happen where more athletic trainers are maybe not welcome in the ER, but maybe we have a conversation about like, if something like this were to happen again, like how can we be, you know, useful or like beneficial to a hospital? You know, um, that was a kind of a conversation that happened in Nevada after the October one shooting at Mandalay Bay, right? Like we kind of saw these things happen and we were like, we have skills where we can, you know, evaluate some of these injuries that are coming into the ER. Like, why can't we be there to help? You know, why couldn't we be on some sort of like, you know, 911, like, hey, we need all hands on deck sort of call and have, you know, us all go to, you know, the couple local hospitals out here. I think that that would be um, helpful for some of these like nurses and, you know, physicians that are in the ER too, like saying like, hey, like, you don't have to take everybody's blood pressure or, you know, you know, vitals or whatever it might be. Like, you know, we can take some of that brunt. So then maybe, you know, we can put you in a more useful spot to do IVs or, you know, whatever it might be. I, I think that that could hopefully be, maybe be another conversation that we could start after this. Yeah, I know, I know we got a, uh, we got an email, like, again, we worked through the, through the hospital and we got like a big old email with like a list of just up, like kind of what you were saying, just a list of opportunities, like, you know, the physician's office, the, you know, this, the clinic, the PT clinic, the, you know, like in like a, basically a list of like all the different areas we can kind of help out with if we didn't have, you know, anything to do at the university. Um, and so like, I, I totally agree with you on that one. I think that would be, you know, it's, that'd be huge to kind of find a way to, you know, integrate the two. Cause I know like we just barely got a, a giant long email with all kinds of options in there to, to, to kind of help out and, and at least be, you know, be part of the team and get to know people and build relationships and mm -hmm. whatnot. What about you, Dan? You got anything? Um, What's on Dan's mind? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things on my mind, most of which is not relevant to anything, really. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think, you know, speaking about some of the things that we kind of see on Twitter and, you know, looking at kind of the bigger picture things and, and also looking at some of the positives, you know, as much as it frustrating is even for, you know, Let's, let's take athletic training out of it. Just looking at athletics in general from coaches and, and players' standpoint, you know, athletics has become such a huge part of our lives and our worlds here. I think this is a really kind of a good time to kind of, kind of get a grasp and kind of think, you know, okay, 
So we have so many of these coaches, so many athletes, their, their worlds are just, you know, shattered and, you know, don't know what to do with themselves. And I think it's an opportunity for us to kind of grow and really kind of get back to, um, you know, I think about my days growing up and I was not an athlete really at all. I played soccer when I was in elementary school, but we always were kind of ones that like, yes, sports are important, but it's in a framework of this bigger, bigger picture of developing, you know, as a human being. You know, and I think that's something that we can kind of take a role because most people, even if you're a professional athlete, at some point, sports is going to pretty much kind of end for you in some way, shape or form. It might take a different spin depending on if you decide to go into coaching or, you know, or whatnot. But, you know, I think there, this will kind of then kind of frame like how we kind of use sports as a whole in the grand scheme of, of life. And so I just kind of thinking about, you know, how are ways that we can kind of help instill that into people that, you know, there's, there's a world beyond basketball, there's a world beyond football. And, and how do we kind of help the athletes kind of understand that and grasp that so that if there is a sudden change, whether it's due to catastrophic injury or, or whatnot, how do we continue to help them as a, as a, just a human being and as a human person um, deal with that kind of situation. It's true, and you know, just something that made me think. Um, it got me thinking. You know, it's 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 interesting you bring up that point. I don't only say this because for me, in, in the world of athletics, uh, you know, I, I worked in uh, football for a lot of years, and that was something that, like athletics, like usually, like it trumps everything that you have going on in life. Like it's like it literally nothing ever gets in the way. And so this is the first time I've seen, like I'm sure most people in my life where there's something that can cause, you know, a halt or a stop to the world of, of athletics. I've never seen that before. Never, I couldn't have fathomed it like early on in my career, just seeing just, I, it's so like, you know, when there's games, there's games like that. That's it. Like they don't get moved. They don't, they don't, I mean, sometimes they get moved, you know, outdoor games um but anyway uh but yeah it is interesting especially for athletes like you were saying um to go through this because i know a lot of a lot of guys whether they're in you know from professional setting down it all affects them differently like college athletes who are in their senior year trying to enter the draft whether they're professional athletes you know making a living and um you know not getting their paychecks their performance bonuses and whatnot like now it's trying to you know now it's kind of sort of going to force people to kind of adjust and, and, and figure out what to do. And you hope that, you know, you know, all the athletes at various levels, you know, it's going to affect them all pretty drastically. And, you know, you hope that they can find a way to sort of manage around it, you know, rather than, you know, a lot of them are so just tunnel vision focused, like this is it, this is my whole life. And so, you know, hopefully they can kind of figure out, again, I guess kind of the self-identity thing we were talking about earlier um, with the athletes. Do you know what I hope comes out of this? Take a guess. <laughs> I'll tell you. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I hope that um, through this adversity, this these this challenge is that people will embrace it and they'll be able to grow and they'll be able to evolve into the next step of their life instead of just staying stagnant and staying who they've always been. And a part of that is I'm hoping that athletic trainers – all over the place will be more willing to come together and help out other medical providers 
mm-hmm. instead of uh, a lot of the negativity we see on the social medias because we're all struggling. We all have these barriers and hopefully that can take the blinders off of some people just to be kinder and to be more open to helping others besides just their athletes. I'm with you on that one. Definitely like spreading more, just, you know, kind of positivity, more good vibes. And it just, there's so much negativity, especially on on Twitter. I haven't been um, active on Twitter for a very long time, but kind of in the recent months and um, yeah, there's a lot of it on social. So I'm kind of with you on that one. You know, I, I think it's just, you know, have a positive perspective, kind of, you know, be kind and, help each other out and treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, I say that all the time. It's interesting. Cause I feel like on, at least on my social medias right now, it's not so much like not so much of the athletic trainers that are going to town at everybody right now. It's like all the teachers in our district. Cause we're, well, I should say the majority of the teachers in the district are pretty upset that our superintendent hasn't shut down our schools yet. Um, and so that's, there's a lot of like name calling and all that kind of stuff. So I really hope that the city of Las Vegas and CCSD and just kind of our whole uh, school educational infrastructure just really evaluates like how we handle these things. Cause it's kind of like a, a, the, the biggest way I can equate it is, you know, if you're, um, you know, you're doing CPR and you check the scene, you make sure it's safe and your victim, you know, your students are kind of freaking out. And, and then, you know, you tell you, instead of pointing and saying like, you call 911 and you grab the AED, everyone's like, okay, well, who's shutting down the schools? Is it the governor? Is it the superintendent? I don't know. And so it's kind of like, if you don't point, like the job will not get done. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Interesting social media time. <laughs> Any other thoughts, ideas, questions, concerns? Uh, no? I got nothing, man. No, I mean, we kind of ran into a similar thing. Everyone, everyone was like, up until a few days ago, it was like, no one was making any decisions. You know, athletics director, coaches and stuff, everyone was just kind of like, not what to do. You know, we, we were we were supposed to be flying out of Vegas and, you know, we we get down halfway to Vegas and uh, we find out, you know, we turn back around and find out everything's canceled. And then I later find out that everything, like they knew ahead of time, but no one was giving a for sure answer. And so it just, we just kept going because people were afraid to make a call. Do you think um, it's a delayed response just because it's like an unprecedented thing or, or like, how can we live in a world without sports or do you think it's just delayed response for something else? It's probably a little bit of both, right? I mean, at least, uh, you know, at the CCSD level, there's, there's so many moving pieces, right? I mean, there's, you know, 30 some odd high schools. I mean, we're like one of the biggest districts, like school districts in the country. Right. So if you shut us down, you know, there's a, there's a lot of dominoes then that fall after that, you know, some some kids don't eat breakfast or lunch, right? Then parents got to find childcare, you know, childcare. And, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces and I can, I can understand the gravity of the decision that has to be made. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you're, you're talking about like preventing illness spreading very, very quickly, um, you know, and 
it's it would be a lot of people to get sick like really really soon and you know but then again it's like okay well they want us to like clean our classrooms you know so they just supply us all with like the spray and then they you know they say one thing and then they do another right like it's oh the schools are going to get deep cleaned over the weekend and it's like okay well you know if a kid in my first period coughs on their desk like it's not going to matter if we got it deep, clean, deep cleaned or not, right? So I don't know that, you know, it's it's just interesting, like attendance has been ridiculous, you know, kids aren't focused in class. Um, it's just, it, it's, it's a, you know, and it puts a lot of people out of work, um, but at the same time, you know, again, it's, I think it's just the gravity of the decision to be made, but, you know, at some point, you know, you gotta listen to the healthcare professionals that the CDC says, hey, you guys probably should close it down. Or if, you know, Southern Nevada Health District says, hey, you guys should probably be closing this down. Like, you know, we're, I think we're all a little frustrated that, you know, we're not listening to people who have these medical degrees and, you know, do this essentially for a living, right? And, um, and you know, then the other issue that comes, at, and I don't know if this is special in the Vegas area, but, there's a lot of special interests in in this city, right? There's the casinos and, you know, all the people that work for the casinos and there's a lot of money put into the, you know, putting into and coming out of the casinos. So, you know, they kind of lean on a little bit of everything and, you know, just all the uncertainty that is kind of happening on social media. It's, uh, it's, it's frustrating, especially when, uh, you know, your superintendent just doesn't say like, Hey, let's just, let's pull the plug. So it's, it's I, like, like you said, I hope that we can reevaluate and say like, all right, let's, how do we make this better the next time this happens? If this ever does happen again. Yeah. I think the big thing is everyone's just because I mean, at least in most of our lifetimes, we've never been down this road before. I mean, I'm sure some of our, you know, parents and grandparents with some of the big flus and stuff back in the past um, went through it, but most of us haven't. So I think everybody's just, well, we don't really have a policy for how to shut everything down. So it's, it's kind of like when you have a situation where you don't have an EAP in place and you haven't practiced it, well, whose job is it to pull the plug and make the decision? I think from the athletic side, at least for us in Indiana, I think we were laying like, well, we're waiting for the HSA to come and say something. The IHA was like, well, it should be really kind of up to you guys in your local district or what's going on. I mean, you might have an issue with this on the north side of the state, but at the south side of the state, it's completely fine. They can still do their thing. And so I think there was just, um, because it was so unprecedented, we didn't really have a policy in place for how to handle it. And I think the one positive then about this is, well, now we – we see, okay, what happened, what went well, what didn't go well. All right, well, now let's create a policy for it, and let's yeah. go from there. Um, and then real quick, I know we got oh, less than a minute. Okay, perfect, two minutes. I'll make it quick. I, basically, on the same boat, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think it's just, yeah, unprecedented. Like, no, no one's been here before, so I think trying to make these decisions um, while um, trying to keep in mind of all, like, the, the basically the ramifications of our decisions, um, how, how that is going to affect the athletes, the programs, and everything else. You know, I think ultimately you make a decision and the most important, you know, prioritize your decisions and then kind of kind of see what happens. Unfortunately, we've never been through this before. We don't have a protocol set up for it. So 
you know, you kind of make the decisions as, as best you can. And then there are going to be, you know, uh, some long lasting, uh, you know, issues or uh, ramifications from it. But it's just one of those things that kind of happens with mm -hmm. something so unique. All right, we got one minute and I'm gonna wrap it up with a quote from a great movie. You guys ready for this? Yes. This is from The Dark Knight. This is Harvey Dent. And that is, the night is darkest before the dawn. So we're in, you know, troubling times and it's a unique time and challenging, but it's gonna get better. Just hang in there, be kind and help people out. Yes, okay. I appreciate everyone for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Thomas. Nice right. meeting you guys. Have a great Sunday. Meeting you guys. You too. Take care.